What's happening? I'm your man, Rashad Ritchie, host of Indisputable. I am in location right here at the lovely TYT studio. Breaking down news of the day, we got the big homie J.R. Jackson. This is going to be a fun one. What up, big homie? Oh, this is crazy. <laughs> Actually, right, right here, there we go. There we go. All right. This is, this is what needed to happen. I'm just gonna make you guys make sure yeah, you guys understand that. too. I think the universe is going through some kind of re, you know, collaboration or something. I think Recalibration. so. We can feel it. Yeah. All right. Top story of the day. Why does this keep happening? A school teacher decided it was her duty to cut the hair of a student, a five-year-old student, without permission from anyone. This teacher has now been charged with simple battery and, ladies and gentlemen, is on the run. All right, let me take you to a place called Gwinnett County, Georgia. Oh, Gwinnett County family says a teacher cut a five-year-old boy's long hair in a class earlier this week. Family members said the child named Jax attends Rosebud Elementary School in Loganville, Georgia. Let me show you a picture of how long this hair is, okay? All right? Now, let me give you a little bit of background to this uh, because, once again, this is a violation not only of the physical well-being of the child, but also the spiritual, cultural, and ethnic expression of that child and the child's family. I spoke earlier today with Gerald Rose. Mr. Rose is a civil rights activist in Georgia. He has something to say about this. Mr. Rose said, and I quote, we are outraged by this obvious violation of human rights. The teacher who is white, a white female and possibly racist, did this to a five-year-old child and was expected to voluntarily come in for questioning, but did not show up. We stand with the family and we are a voice for this youth, okay? Now, the news has decided not to release the name of the teaching assistant who committed assault to this five-year-old child. That is the allegation. Local news will not release the name, but guess what? I will. Based on information from the police report that I was able to review earlier today, verified by those close to the incident, the name of this assistant teacher is Susan Williams. And she has been charged with simple battery. Let's talk about the family and their outraged. The aunt of this five-year-old child, Mick D, wrote on Facebook on Tuesday, a teacher cut Jack's long hair for no reason. The teacher then put the cut hair into a bag uh, and sent it home with Jax, all right? The teacher then put the cut hair into a bag, sent it home with Jax. Our family takes great pride in our hair due to its sacred qualities, spiritual value, strength, and cultural traditions. All of that was violated here. D wrote, I'm outraged. D went on to say that Jax has special needs and she considered the incident as an assault. Let's put up a picture of one of the family members. Now, this is not only a violation of a five-year-old, this five-year-old is a special needs student, and this teacher has committed a physical assault against that child. Photos D shared on Facebook show the child with braids uh, that are two different lengths and the cut hair in a plastic bag. The school's principal sent a letter to parents saying that the paraprofessional has been accused of taking inappropriate action against a student in her class. Let's put up a picture of the principal. Her name is Brittany Riddick. 
Now, in all fairness, everything that I've heard about Miss Riddick is positive. Uh, that can turn if Miss Riddick does not do the right thing here. So far, we are expecting decent leadership out of this principal. Uh, principal Riddick said that she contacted the district's human resources department and school police. And both have launched investigations into what happened. The accused teacher will not be allowed back at the school, according to Riddick. Please know that I'm concerned about this situation as I care about all of our students, Riddick wrote. Thank you for your continued support as we continue to focus on teaching and learning, as well as the mental and physical well-being of our students and staff. Okay, so let me highlight some important elements to this, okay? Number one, there's this systemic disregard for the independence of black families contextualized in school systems all over America. Now think about this, the audacity, the privilege of someone to say I'm going to take it upon myself not to contact parents, not to uh, engage in a civil conversation about long hair in schools, which by the way is not an offense, but I'm going to simply cut a child's hair. And now that the teacher is accused of simple battery, that teacher is not showing up for questioning, okay? Now, I'm okay with the school system's response at about 85%. I would have been much harsher than this principle, and rightfully so. At some point, we have to conclude that our true north are children. Now, remember, conservatives are going to tell you that the biggest issue in K through 12 education is critical race theory, a fiction they created for their red for, for, for red meat for their base. Not even real. Critical race theory not taught in K through 12 education at all. But here's the reality. We are in the midst of a cultural war where children are on the chopping block. All right, J.R. Jackson, what are your thoughts here? Well, the first thing I thought here was when we talked about the Crown Act and how that was yep. passed in the House, but then the Senate, of course, went immediately and made sure that they cut that down because why do we need to go through this? Why do we need to care about such a thing that I'm not connected to? And this is where things like uh, uh, um, diversity and having people that aren't living different backgrounds and situations than you come into effect because now it comes down to a school level here, of course. Now, how much are these kids learning when they see this happen? And then now the two teacher doesn't show back mm -hmm. up after they then have to answer for their actions. How much are they teaching folks? My, my wife's a teacher and I see the level of things that she has to go through just to prepare for a class yeah. for the week and the in-depth nature of that. And I assume most teachers do, the good ones do at least. What part of that planning and preparation Includes you then cutting someone's hair because you don't like that it's the wrong shape. Maybe it's not styled the way you like mm -hmm. it. Where is your focus not going to be on the students? And then after you leave and can't come back, um, I wrote these three words, respectfulness, accountability, and consequences. Mm -hmm. I assume these are things that people say they're teaching children, especially when they said, hey, be clean cut. Make sure you look a certain way because people want to approach you in the world and you should be seen a certain way. Now, after you get caught up, then you just disappear. Where is the respectful? Where is the accountability and where are you answering to the consequences for what you did? You can probably come back from it if you say, you know what, I made a mistake, I was trying to figure this out. Or maybe you can't, but you should at least have enough, uh, enough respect for the person that you did this to that's different from you. That's not your child. Mm -hmm. If you'd at least tell that kid, hey, as you go forward, this is not going to be a life-changing thing that you always remember. I'm going to tell your friends and maybe your wife about later in life. You know what my third grade teacher did to me? She cut my hair and nobody did anything about it. Yeah. That's a, that's a life-changing event. And, and let me say this. Everything you said is correct. And let me say this um, about the five-year-old. You have to imagine five. that the five-year-old feels isolated, 
This is not a pro-social contact. This is an anti-social contact. This makes a child um, withdraw from connecting with adults. This was a violation. I'm sure this child cried when it was happening. Uh, and it is violation to the family. Uh, now, I'm a former school teacher myself, former uh, public school teacher. And I was adopted by a public school teacher. And there are three things, three dynamics in the classroom. Your responsibility as a teacher. Number one, physical safety. Number two, uh, the academic curriculum. And number three, social development. You don't just have children in front of you for one or two, but for all three. Uh, and this um, teaching assistant has failed on all three. So we're going to continue to follow the story. Um, and let me say this about the school system. Please stop hiding people that are anti-children, all right? Because I will find their names and put it right here on the show. Giuliani, the gift that keeps on giving, uh, he gives into, uh, you know, a back and forth with a heckler uh, because he's Giuliani. Here's the video. That makes me smile. Okay, let me give you some background uh, to this insanity. Uh, and obviously, Giuliani is, is senile. Uh, so he was attending a Jewish community relations council uh, to celebrate uh, Israel parade, which you know returned for the first time in three years on Sunday. According to Jacob Kornblad, the political reporter who recorded the incident, the heckler was identified as a Democrat. Um, as you heard, Giuliani referred to his seven years as mayor when remarking how he reduced crime. So we're going to fact check that. Uh, proclamation. How much credit goes to Giuliani? Well, let's look at it. All right. The violent crime rate dropped by 56% uh, during the eight years he served as mayor. Okay. Uh, murder down nearly two thirds. Robbery down 67%. Aggravated assault down 28%. But Giuliani's big claims come with big caveats. While the stat he cites are accurate, Independent experts and studies of the phenomenon suggest Giuliani exaggerates his role. Well, that's a surprise. Okay. Violent crime in New York began falling three years before Giuliani ever took office in 1994. U.S. Justice Department records show property crime began falling four years before. The decline accelerated during his administration, but the turnaround he claims credit for started before him. In the 1990s, crime fell sharply nationwide throughout other major cities throughout this country. All right, uh, so this has uh, continued. So many criminologists, uh, they have gone on record. They believe the decline in New York, as in Chicago, San Diego, Miami, and elsewhere, was the result of a complex mix of social and demographic changes, including a break in the crack cocaine epidemic, an improving economy, and increased prison terms for proven lawbreakers. So let's talk about Rudy's own credibility, which is shot to hell. Uh, this comes as the 77-year-old reportedly met with House Select Committee investigating the January 6th Capitol attack for at least nine hours on Friday. In a statement in January, Representative Thompson, uh, the January 6th committee chair, said its request to speak with Giuliani was based on his, uh, his insight into what Trump was thinking 
around the time of the riot. Uh, Giuliani still continues to push the baseless claims of voter fraud. Now, remember, he's been disbarred. Okay, people forget Giuliani has been uh, suspended indefinitely from multiple bars in the United States of America for his widespread lies. Now, that's something when an attorney can be sanctioned for lying. Giuliani has done so. The exchange has drawn ridicule for Giuliani from some quarters as the committee investigating the Capitol attack prepares to stage a half dozen public hearings in June, which will seek to illustrate how Trump and some allies broke the law while trying to keep Trump as president despite his loss to Joe Biden. Now, let me say this about the January 6th committee. Uh, They're full of it. Okay, they are full of it. Uh, This is all performative. When they were pressed about if criminal actions took place, they said, yes, we have uncovered crimes. And then they were pressed, well, are you going to recommend prosecution? Oh, no, no. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Now, that's going too far. Well, well, why are we here? Why are we doing this? Is it to protect democracy? Is it to protect the common good of this country, the little that's left? Is it to protect the people or is it to protect your power? And have this as a political opportunity for you to one-up an opponent during a particular election. All right, Giuliani has been accused of being at the forefront of a plot to have Trump's vice president at the time, Mike Pence, stop the certification of Biden's win, all right? Uh, with which Pence did not go along with his one time of integrity. He also allegedly coordinated an illegal attempt to have legislatures certify states of pro-Trump electors and states that actually Trump lost. All right, JR, thoughts? A couple of things here, because first off, um, you're a former mayor of major city in the United States. You can't get heckled, you can't stand for someone else says, hey, Rudy, I don't like what you did. Keep walking, bro. We, we say this all the time about celebrities. Why can't they just take it? I mean, some people may like it, maybe some people don't. If you're an elected official, if you're a former politician, you know you've been through all this stuff, and you know that you're not carrying the water for, for a former President Trump on his election claims, you're not expecting this when you walk down the streets for a parade, you could be able to move on. I'm sure Eric Adams, who was also there, Maybe got some uh, some negative comments. He's gotten them before too when they were talking about Kyrie Irving and them, and he confronted those things. Just be a normal human being. Why is it that you think you have the right to then yell back at someone and then your your big one up is you're just like Biden? This looks like a you're campaign right. event almost. Right. Just go down there and be the guy you're supposed to be. Celebrate the fact that it's been two years since we've been able to do this, yeah. but now instead you have to do it this way. And number two, really fast, because he's talking about this decline in crime and how great he was. Stop and frisk was happening under Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. Um, and you can claim all the crime went down, but what was it you were doing doing during that time? And what were your police officers doing outside of those rules that were already violating people's civil rights constantly? So go ahead and put the two together. Say, yeah, I was there on the stop and frisk, and it was great. Do you believe that? Because maybe if you believe that, that's why people are heckling you from the yeah, side. Yeah, and I will say this. You know, anybody who's in any leadership role, they have to expect one thing, and that's criticism. Uh, and something I tell my college students often, uh, criticism is the price you pay for leadership. And the day you are unwilling to pay the price of criticism is the day you're unfit to lead anyone. And it looks like Giuliani has been unfit for a while. All right. This is a segment I like to call consequences and repercussions.
Yeah. So while I'm glad the black male was not arrested for self-defense, I am upset that the person who attacked him was not immediately apprehended, charged with the crime. But, you know, things happen differently in this world than they should. Let me give you some background. This was United Airlines. A United Airlines worker has been filmed trading blows with a passenger. This was uh, at the airport, obviously. Uh, this was a brawl. Uh, that left the employee with blood on his face. In a statement released uh, to the Daily Mail, United Airlines said they would be investigating the altercation between the employee and the passenger. United Airlines, this is their quote, all right? United Airlines does not tolerate violence of any kind at our airport or on board our planes. And we are working with local authorities to further investigate this matter. The statement to the news outlet read. Now, I got a few problems with this. Okay. Number one, I don't care what the passenger said. I don't care what the customer said. Your employee physically attacked the black male. Everybody can see that. Now, the fact that you cannot say uh, conclusively that you will not tolerate this kind of behavior from your workers tells me that you have a problem with your passengers. You don't like your passengers. You have disdain for your customers because clearly this is an opportunity for you to advocate for those who spend money with you. But let me turn this around for a minute. Imagine this same employee walked up to a white female. Maybe the white female has said something he didn't like. He walked up to a white female and decided to punch the white female in the face. And the white female just ended up getting the best of him. Do you think the statement would be the same from United Airlines? Or would there be decisive action taken right now? And also, where's the crowd that's always pro-self-defense here? Why are they not defending this brother who obviously was engaged in self-defense himself? Silent. Crickets, nothing. Because when it's a black person who's engaging in self-defense, it does not fit the narrative that they're trying to create. All right, JR? Uh, first thing I thought was uh, stay down. Stay down. That's what you say to yeah. your friends when they got engaged in a fight. And you're like, you know what? We're Just not going to make down. this unfair. I'm not going to be three of us jump in on this one dude. They're going to fight. And once you see it happening, just tell them, this is my input. Stay down, James. Stay down. I don't know if that's his name. <laughs> Stay down, bro, because that's the first thing. You've lost the fight. Move on. We've had this. It's been adjudicated. Whatever it is you did to start it, I understand. Yeah. Maybe your pride's getting in the way. Stay down now, because I think one woman came over. So maybe she's another airline worker. She's mm -hmm. like this. She was saying, stay down. Yeah. Uh, number two, uh, Bill O'Reilly and Ted Cruz have been in airports recently in the past year or so, heckling, harassing, angry at an airline worker. Maybe the worker was at fault. Their flights are delayed. Maybe they got the run on. All of us have been in frustrating situations yep. at the airport before. But what they were not ever in fear of was being attacked after they yelled at that person. So, I, again, like you said, I don't care what the winner of this fight said. You're working, so maybe talk about it later. Maybe you can kick him off the flight. Whatever it is you're trying to do that he's disruptive about. But once you start throwing hands, expect them back. Yeah, expect them back. And hopefully there's an actual charge here because, like I said, uh, if you would have had... Another variable, uh, as I said, a white female being attacked like this, uh, definitely this would be a different conclusion from the airline. All right.
We got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. All right, welcome back. Still live right in the studio. TYT Studio, Big Homie J.R. Jackson with me. I'm going to read some of these comments. Before I do that, let me remind everyone, uh, primary coverage tomorrow. We have a lot of primaries happening, multiple states around the country. Um, to catch it, make sure you tune in live, tyt.com forward slash live, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Uh, this is the May 24th primary. We will start at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Uh, me, John, Jank. All right, we're going to break down the results. Alabama, Arkansas, Georgia, and Texas. We have a contentious race uh, for U.S. Senate happening, obviously, uh, in the state of Georgia. All right, and don't forget the watch list, one of my new favorite shows. Add the watch list to your watch list. Join J.R. Jackson Live weekdays, 12 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Watch live daily and follow on Facebook.com forward slash watch list TYT. And subscribe at YouTube.com forward slash Watch list TYT. Let me read some of these amazing comments, all right? Okay, this is pretty dope. Nadia's Maximus says, Dr. Richie and JR on the same broadcast, all right? Together, question mark. This is too strong. I'm going to need a bigger monitor. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, the dragon who says nigh. Uh, why don't we ever hear the inverse of this story? Why aren't teachers cutting mullets? It's almost like it's not about the hair at all. Weird. That's right. Very good observation. A natural born killer. I like what you did there. Uh, the doctors get together with JR. Yeah, much love from Germany to you, brothers. Same to you, brother. Thank you for that. Okay. Uh, instant karma twitch. Okay, let's go to Cinderessa. Instant karma at its best. The dude should be arrested for assaulting their customers. That's right. Moments like this should take a very decisive stance. Real simple, real easy. Employee attacked a customer, employee goes to jail, employee gets fired, bottom line. All right, I got something for everybody. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a In Sunday? You're going to feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. In the parking spot, why are you annoying me, bro? Look. Look how you're parked, bro. <laughs> Seriously? Social media has ruined people. You parked it's wrong. Ruined you guys. You're seriously you're bothering me. You young generation. Dude, you're bothering me you're and ruined. flipping me off. You're ruined. You're fl I don't care. You're ruined. You're ruined. Social Dude. Media you parked wrong and then you started bothering me because you parked wrong. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> this is really entertaining to people. You can Dude, you're you're about to hit that car. No, I'm not. Your car's ugly. Are you drunk? Your car's ugly. No, ma'am, you're ugly. Um, you're an ugly individual. And the ugliness of your personality permeates. And here we provide a mirror for reflection and hopefully for your future correction. Also as a warning to those who would like to engage in such a manner. So let me first say the Karenicity in this one runs deep. Let me also say that argument happens. 
people get into conflict. But when you go that extra mile, Karen, when you start to say derogatory things and invoke someone who may be disabled, when you decide to stoop to these particular insults, well, that shows your level of bias and bigotry inside of you. Uh, and listen, you're you're wrong, but all Karens are wrong. Uh, that's not the only prerequisite to Karenicity. Um, but instead of just acknowledging you're wrong and trying to course correct your own personality and be a decent human being, you could have turned this around quickly, but instead you decided to dig yourself in deeper, which every time will earn you a spot right here. On indisputable. Jared, thoughts here. Uh, this hits close home for me. Living in LA, dealing with bad drivers, bad parking. Uh, spots are small. If mm-hmm. you have a truck, that ain't gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Don't try and go into a parking garage. But the problem is, is after that happens and someone points out that you've had an issue, I'm sure many people have issues parking their SUVs and trucks. They're getting bigger and bigger. Um, and someone points out, hey, I can't get in my car. You've kind of parked right next to my door. Where, where's the, I feel like I said this last time. Where's the humility in just going, oh, my bad. It's really easy, yep. it's free, and everyone feels fine afterwards. Your, your feelings haven't been hurt, your pride hasn't been, well, maybe your pride has been assaulted because you've never had the opportunity in your life to say, you know what, you're right, I'm wrong, I yeah. made a mistake, but that's privilege. let's move on. Right, uh, privilege unchecked looks like that, that's exactly what it looks like. Uh, and you're right, some people are so bruised by the, the very small, you know, hey, this is what you did, right? <clears throat> Wait a minute. That's easy to say, you know what, you're correct. I parked wrong. Let me say I'm sorry, my bad. And it's not like a crowd was there. You know, if she would have just done that, if she just would have said, you know what, you're right. There would be no crowd because he never would have posted the video. Understand? Now, by the way, he started in the middle of her probably trying to back up or something. That's right. Something else was said before that to make him go, you know what, let me record this. Yep. And then she's proved why because she continued on. Yeah, well said. All right. Since I'm here in studio, we got a little something for you. Double dose. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're going to feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Now, if he would have ran ass over, all of a sudden, people would have had a problem with it. She was trying to make um, citizens arrest. All right, let me count the ways. Put up her picture full of mass here. Let me go ahead and do this. Uh, first of all, she violated multiple street laws, multiple traffic violations. Let's get past that. Let's talk about holding somebody against their will. 
Let's talk about the fact that she could have created an accident, maybe multiple accidents. Let's be very clear that people could have died because of how she stopped traffic. This could have been so much worse. Why is it that those who engage in this level of carinicity, if somebody has done something that you feel is criminal, why not just, I don't know, call 911? And when you explain to the operator why you called 911, the operator may say, all right, we got somebody on the way, wink, wink. All right, uh, <laughs> this is a first, man. You know, I've seen Karens do a lot of things, right? But a Karen literally, and, and you got to see how she pulled over. She stopped all the traffic. Mm -hmm. She didn't want any traffic to get past, right? <clears throat> this is extreme, even on the spectrum of Karening in the streets. Yeah, she's been watching too many episodes of Cops because yeah, she tried that, that's to what that was. Because that was a first forty-eight situation. Because <laughs> full disclosure, cops have done that to me. Crossed in front of me and another car. You know that us both over. Yeah, I know that move. And too, he jumped actually. out just like her. I feel like she's watched this. <laughs> Get out of the car. Right. Get out of the car. And it's just that's the approach. Now, by the way, um, now if, again, like you said, if she got hit because the person is not and she's smashing on cars. Hey, now you've now you now you're damaging my property. You can go through all these little right. miniature accusations and charges you can push on people, but also she looked like she was on something. She looked a little tweaky. That's the first yeah, thing yeah, I thought. Yeah, it's called I said, privilege. honestly, the problem is uh -huh. if I it's called privilege. <laughs> the tweaking brother. privilege. That's what she's how. Yeah, that's it. It's nothing. It looked else. a little bit. No, don't provide don't any excuses for that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh anti-Karens unite. God into this. What does your God think about you bullying service people? Huh? It's none of your business. None of my business? You're bullying people. They're not at you a place what? to tell I'm you that you're mean. Uh, the media on you. You're phoning other what? phoning the media You're phoning you. the media on me. Absolutely. Oh, you're phoning the media on me. What did I say to you that makes you feel like you're going to oh, phone no, the media no, on I'm me? I'm defending you. my people. I live in the area. I live in the area years. too. I live here no, too. My mother died in this neighborhood. Oh, oh what? here, but there's more video. Here it is. You're trash in my eyes. Trash. That's good. You know what? A lot of things are trash in your eyes. Doesn't mean that they're, you're correct. These people are beautiful. I've come here for years and years and years. I come here for years and years and years too, but I'm no, not rude to them. No, you have not caused other seniors trouble. You're a troublemaker, nothing else. I'm a troublemaker to you because you're a rude the seniors in my building, they love me. You know why? Because they're nice people. There's people who are nice seniors, and then there's people like you. You're a con artist. Con artist. 
No, ma'am. I'm not a con artist, and yes, you, you are you're just mean, artist. and you're... The fact that you're mean has nothing to do with your con age. Artist. You were mean when you're young, too. Con I artist. bet you were mean when you con were my artist. age. No, I'm not. What did I con out of you? Well, what am I stealing? You. Look at you. You've got nothing going for you, lady. I've got nothing going for me? No, what you... Uh, you are on the street, you know? You're I'm on the street. Oh, I've got absolutely. nothing going for me. No, not a thing. Do you want to see my income tax receipt? Is you that what you want me mine? to prove? You want to prove? You want I've me got to more prove? money, dear, and I've worked for 50 years. I've That's got cool. more money than you'll ever have. Look at you. You're cheap. I'm cheap? You look cheap. You talk cheap. You look at look at you. Dyed your hair. What, what color is that? Pink, orange? Are you well, illiterate Nobody at this cares. Point? You're uh, Asian. I'm Asian. Asian. What's wrong with me being Asian? That's not your hair color. That's not your boobs. That's not your tattoo. Let's put up a picture for mass. Uh, this is somebody's grandmama. This is OG Karen. Whoever grandmama this is, you need to do an intervention quickly before something happens. Because if she continues to accost individuals in this way, she's going to run up on the wrong person. Now, I'm saying this as a public service announcement. Let me also mention a few things. Number one, she said the term phoning up. I don't know what the hell that meant. I had to look it up. That means uh, call somebody. Uh, number <laughs> two, she talked about um, I live in the neighborhood. Now, what is that about? What is that? I live in the neighborhood. This is a derivative of slave era techniques, okay? Where black people, if they were actually moving around or a person of color, if they're moving around, they must have freedom papers, okay? You, you can't be in particular neighborhoods without validating that you have the right to be in this community. That goes back to slave era ideology, slave era thinking, which this person obviously still believes in. And then one of the most ridiculous comments out of all of the ridiculous comments is that she wanted this person to prove she is gay, all right? To prove she's lesbian. Uh, she called her trash in her eyes, nothing going for you, and said you are on the street, okay? Um, this boils my blood because while we see this isolated in one individual, this particular Karen that I'm highlighting, the reality is the ideology is so massively dangerous to so many in this country. That same person that you just saw has probably had management positions, has probably uh, been racist against individuals and stopped their progress, has been mean to other people, and it really messed their psyche up about who they are. And I got to say this also about the person recording. I understand, but here's my advice to you. Stop proving who the hell you are. Stop it. You are enough. When you start saying things, do you want to see my income, taxes, do you want to uh, see this? Or, or, or I, no, 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 no. No, do not provi provide freedom papers for these people. You have a right to be exactly where you are. You have freedom and those freedoms are supposed to be protected by those in governing authorities. If someone like her tries to violate them, you pay taxes. You are right here in this country. You deserve that freedom and that protection. Stop validating who you are. Stop providing freedom papers for these bigots. All right, J.R. Jackson. I'm glad you pointed out 
how this looks like a, a bit of the energy that comes from, hey, what are you doing here? Show me, prove me why you're here. Because they also do it with immigrant folks yeah. as well. Like, you don't belong here. What language do you speak? Where are you from? Go back to that spot. It's all connected. Now, one of the reasons why I guarantee you this woman, in all of her honesty, sitting at home by herself, will ask herself if she has any self-reflection. Um, was I wrong? What, I sh what should I have done and why was I telling her she doesn't belong in this neighborhood? It's something you have to learn as far as our history and it's embedded in our process mm, and our right. nature. So you don't have to know that that's a slave era type of energy to push, but you're still doing it. And if you learn about who we are, maybe you'll understand you're still carrying these types of energies along with you and maybe change it up a little bit. And also, yeah, she wants to show it, show it and prove this other stuff to her. So the woman recording, again, stop being the person who says that to someone or I need to show it is. You're, I hate that we have to say to someone, hey, that's racist, and they go, no, it's not. You telling me what I've experienced is not racist is a level of supremacy because right. I'm supposed to convince you. Why are you the judge right. of what's racist? Right. I've experienced it. And, and that's the reality that we face on a regular basis is that somehow individuals that have not had your experience, they think because they have not had that experience, that experience does not exist. Uh, that, that's as silly as saying, well, because you've never been robbed, a robbery does not exist. Yep. Nobody would make that conclusion except for individuals who would like to say racism is not a real thing in this country. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We got a lot of show left. Very disturbing. Not a surprise. Church leaders have engaged in a systematic cover-up of child molestation, rape, sexual assault, to the top levels of the Southern Baptist Convention. Majority white, majority male, and holistically racist organization. Let me bring your attention to Harry Edward Litton Jr. Let's put up his picture. Let's keep his picture up. Now he's the guy currently in charge, all right? Recently in charge, but still currently in charge. According to a new report, Southern Baptist leaders have covered up sexual, uh, sexual abuse, kept a secret database of this abuse and refused to cooperate with authorities and investigation. Among the findings was a previously unknown case of a pastor who was credibly accused, according to the report, of assaulting a woman a month after leaving the presidency of the Southern Baptist Convention. Now keep his picture up because he's the face of the organization. He considers himself an American evangelical pastor he is the 63rd president of the Southern Baptist Convention, elected in June 2021. He also serves as the senior pastor of Redemption Church in Alabama. Redemption Church, you say. Now, he has said he will not seek re-election. How noble of him, he will not seek re-election. Let me give you some background to this insanity. Leaders of the Southern Baptist Convention on Sunday released a major third-party investigation that found that sex abuse survivors were often ignored, minimized, and even vilified by top clergy in the nation's largest Protestant denomination. The findings of nearly 300 pages include shocking new details about specific abuse cases and shine a light on how denominational leaders for decades actively resisted calls for abuse prevention and reform. Evidence in the report suggests leaders also lied to Southern Baptists uh, over whether they could maintain a database of offenders to prevent more abuse when top leaders were secretly keeping a private list for years. So let me explain. 
they knew they had monsters among them. And instead of doing the decent thing, they decided to keep a secret database of individuals who engaged in molestation and rape and sexual assault of various kinds. And they kept this list secret because they did not want these individuals to be known to the general public. They wanted to silently, secretly, without transparency, deal with and cover it up. All right, there's more. The report, the first investigation of its kind in a massive Protestant denomination like the SBC, is expected to send shockwaves throughout a conservative Christian community. And by the way, these are Trump supporters that has had intense internal battles over how to handle sexual abuse. The 13 million member denomination, along with other religious institutions in the United States, has struggled with declining membership for the past 15 years. Now, let's be very clear. They're struggling with how to deal with sexual abuse. This organization has gone on record and said they're trying to figure it out. They're struggling. They're they're trying to find a way. Well, the reason why it's difficult for them to understand how to handle this is because they are corrupt. They are immoral. This is not a movement of spiritual values. This is a movement of white privilege, white supremacy, and white structured political, economic, and social power. That's what this organization is about. Some people were surprised when Christian evangelicals came out and supported Donald Trump, even though he was an admitted sexual assaulter, even though he was an admitted person who never asked God for forgiveness. He said that during an interview, still, these individuals, especially in the Southern Baptist Convention, decided to vote for him as a block vote, even when major ministers, a few of them, challenged their organization. What did they do? They decided to eradicate those ministers from their ranks, which shows the majority of you in power and the majority of your members are not following a value system, but you're following a system of whiteness and white power. That is it. There's more. Okay. The investigation finds that almost for almost two decades, survivors of abuse and other concerned Southern Baptists have been contacting the Southern Baptist Convention's administrative arm to report alleged child molesters and other accused abusers who were in the pulpit. They were in the pulpit and employed as church staff members. Many of the cases referred to in the report were considered outside the statute of limitations. The time survivors can report sex abuse. So it's unclear how many abusers were criminally charged, if any. The report compiled by an organization called Guidepost Solutions, as uh, at the request of Southern Baptist, states that abuse uh, survivors' calls and emails were only to be met time and time again with resistance, stonewalling, and even outright hostility by leaders who were concerned with uh, more with protecting the institution from liability than from protecting. Southern Baptist from further abuse. We've talked about this before. Monsters seeking positions of trust in order to engage in their devilish activity. No different here. 
But in this space, they are protected, just like police are protected in many ways, the industry, the culture. Remember, this is not about systems, this is about culture. This is not about policy, this is about culture. The Southern Baptist Convention, they have policies against sexual immorality. Matter of fact, they have a policy against fornication, premarital sex. Uh, they have a policy against being homosexual. They have a policy against having sex outside of the marriage. Well. But it's okay to molest children, it's insane, it's crazy, it's ridiculous. But this is what they uphold as values, they are hypocrites. They are the problem, they're not providing a solution. Instead of upholding the values of freedom of expression, of protecting rights in the LGBTQ community, because I truly believe that's a values position. Instead of doing that, they engage in corrupt, uh, corrupt behavior and cover up. While stories of abuse victims were minimized and survivors were ignored or even vilified, revelations came to light in recent years that some senior SBC leaders had protected or even supported alleged abusers, according to the report. The report states that a major Southern Baptist leader was credibly accused of sexual assault of a woman just one month after he completed his two year tenure as president of the convention. Let's put up his picture. Let's put up the picture with his wife. The report finds that Johnny Hunt, a beloved Georgia based Southern Baptist pastor who has been a senior vice president at the SBC's missions arm was accused of assaulting a woman during a Panama City Beach, Florida vacation in 2010. Florida, Johnny Hunt. I got that picture from Johnny Hunt Ministries. Um, Hunt does deny the allegations. Many people do not believe him. Uh, one person said, I knew it was rotten, but it's astonishing and infuriating, said Jennifer Lyle, a survivor who was once the highest paid female executive of the SBC and whose story of sexual abuse at a Southern Baptist seminary is detailed in the report. This is a denomination that is through and through about power. It is misappropriated power. It does not in any way reflect the Jesus I see in the scriptures. I am gutted. Now, let me say this. Um, they don't follow Yahshua or Jesus. They follow the fictional character known as white Jesus. When you go to a Southern Baptist convention church, the person they tell you who you are there to serve or the values you are there to connect with is a fictional character. They tell you white Jesus is all you need. White Jesus is an expression of their proposed dominance in the world. Now, at some point, you're going to have to wake up. I'm talking to everybody who is a Christian. I'm a Christian man myself. God gave me a brain before he gave me a book. And I try to use my brain every day. This is insane to continue to follow these individuals. Listen, at this point, you got to blame the whole group. All of them are to blame because it's not just about the bad actors. When you sit back and do nothing, you are now part of the bad activity. That's called culture. Culture will eat policy alive every day of the week. I don't give a damn what your policy says. 
When you allow this kind of culture to permeate in your ranks, you are making victims every day, children of victims, women of victims, and you call yourself an institution that believes in something. The only damn thing you believe in is protecting your own power structure. But I guarantee you, I will be here every day to rip you apart until you have a clear reflection and the world has a clear reflection of who you are. Joe Jackson. You're talking about that culture uh, and the way that they go about things. Now, when it comes to people who have a separation, we talk, it just, as far as politically, the separation of church and state and how many of these mm -hmm. folks are even fighting against that because there's power in being able to, uh, to have groups of people believe everything you say and then in some cases, get money from them. Because we know church leaders, there's churches in general, you're based off of having your congregation. You're nothing unless you have people yeah. that are following your flock, the people that are help funding what's going on, so you can continue to spread the good news and maybe have more people saved. Somehow, none of that is really getting included in what they're doing here now, because if you have enough people that see it, you can con artists, bad people, people who like to sexually abuse others, they go, this is a nice structure for me to be protected from. Here's my tent. They can't mm -hmm. touch me. Because mm -hmm. all I have to do is say, look, look at all these people who follow me and look at how good I've done. I'm a pillar of the community. You have all these barriers up to keep your, your skeletons in your closet. So now when they come out or maybe someone sees your closet creak open, they go, I can't expose whatever it is. Who is it? Uh, Hunt? I can't expose him. Because then our whole power structure will come down and then my money is at stake now. So they're all connected and whether or not you think you're a good person or a bad person, now you have to choose between your godly principles and your uh, earthly money. Yeah. We'll see who they're choosing. Yeah, it's called Jesus pimping. Uh, and these preachers do it very well. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable.